Hello everyone and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez. I hope you're having a great Thursday night. Hope you're enjoying football, both NFL and college football, because there's a small college football being played. It's Ohio versus Lafayette. So I hope you're enjoying. If you're watching, it's an NFC East showdown taking place right now between the Giants and the Washington football team. And honestly, if you want a small overreaction from my part regarding Thursday night football, I mean, are you scared at all about any of the other NFC East teams? Because really, listen to me, I'm not sure about Sunday, but I'm feeling pretty confident that the Cowboys end up taking the NFC East division. So thank you for joining me. Hope you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. If you are, make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you share the show if you're watching on any of your favorite social media platforms and let your friends know that you're watching ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Thank you for joining me. Uh, Charles is over there at Facebook. What is up? Thank you for being here. Ninja, I started Gibson in fantasy and I think it was a bad call, says Ninja. Hey, I don't know how many points you are at, you are at right now, but Gibson starting Gibson at... at on fantasy, it's, it's a little bit of a bold call, in my opinion. Depends on who are your other running backs, of course. But now I'm curious. What is up, David? Thank you for joining the show. Rika as well over here in the chat. Thank you all for being here tonight. Let's talk about the Cowboys versus the Chargers. There are some news. We talked about safety last night. We talked about some trouble brewing there at the position because of injuries. And now things have gotten kind of worse because Malik Hooker was added to the injured report. So we'll talk about that, of course. We'll get into the keys to the game, how the Dallas Cowboys can win versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Then we'll get into some bold predictions. Then we'll have betting the Cowboys and, of course, the final game prediction. Stick around for that game prediction because we're going to do something a little bit different on tonight's show. But let's start off with the news. Let's start off with the show, actually. I have not started the show officially. Welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central Time on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire NFL season. Head over to adcsports.com slash Dallas so you can read articles like this one from Shane Carter on edge rusher options that the Dallas Cowboys should consider bringing in. And we talked about some of this on the show but Shane also brings up some under-the-radar names that I think you will like. So after the show is over, make sure you head over to adcsports.com slash Dallas. Thank you, Lenatic, for uh, being here in the show as well. Tommy here in the chat. Uh, I thought New York, says Ninja, was really, and they would be able to run on them. Well, I think you're not wrong about New York. But, man, I don't know about betting on that offense right now without Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's a bad offense in Washington. Even though it's 7-7 and we have ourselves a game, by the way. Uh, thank you, Stevie Mac. We'll make us those machados, says Stevie Mac. And I think that <laughs> as Stevie Mac says, hit that like thingy. Mavo, right? Share <laughs> these things. So Mauricio will make us those machados. I'm not sure if I'm right about this, but I think that Stevie Mac is talking about them montados. The shadows, you know, I can I cannot stop thinking about the San Diego Padres, though. A bunch injury-prone paperweights, a skeptical fan. We'll talk about some injuries on 
the Chargers side of things as well, though, if you want a little bit of optimism in that regard. Travis John here in the chat as well, being confident on the Dallas Cowboys. Shout out, Travis. Lunatic El Big Mo Rodriguez. I'm here for that nickname. I'm here for that nickname. I'm not going to lie. Do you think we got a shot with everyone hurt? And we'll get into the final prediction later on the show, but I will answer Charles right now. The Dallas Cowboys absolutely have a shot at winning this football game, in my opinion. It's a very close game, and it's going to be, in my opinion, another offensive shootout for the Dallas Cowboys. And I think that it will come down to who has the football last and who makes the bigger plays throughout the game. It's not going to be easy. I am not concerned about the... I'm not concerned about the offense, as I said, uh, as I have said throughout the week. I think that the Cowboys offense will be able to adapt even without Lyle Collins. I think that that will be no problem. Yes, you're facing Joey Bosa, but to be honest, the Chargers are not generating a lot of quarterback pressure even beyond Joey Bosa. In 2020, they finished the season 19th in pass rush win rate in the NFL, even with Bosa. And yeah, he's a very big threat as, he, as he's getting ready to line up versus Terrence Steele. But I think that the Cowboys can scheme in order to survive that situation. I'm not going to say that Joey Bosa will never get his hands on Dak because he will. Uh, I'm expecting Dak Prescott to be hit a few times by Joey Bosa, but he can survive that. And we talked about Dak being able to get rid of the ball quickly last week. I think that will be the case again. We'll get into all of that. What's going on with Hooker, says Tommy. And let's get to the, did Hooker's knees wrong? How does a player get hurt without even playing? Now, Malik Hooker, Malik Hooker, let's talk about the news at the Cowboys' safety position because actually the, the safety who, whose injury I think concerns us the most might be Demonte Cassie because Demonte Cassie was added to the injured report by the Dallas Cowboys as he was limited on Thursday with a thigh injury. Now, Malik Hooker, though, he's getting ready. He's getting ready, in my opinion, to play versus the Chargers. There's nothing really wrong with Hooker. In fact, he is returning to practice and he might be active for the first time in the season versus the Chargers. And he might be your starter if Cassie is not ready to go. What is up, Marvel? Says Maurice, my adopted son for tax purposes only. What is up, Marvel? Thank you for joining the show. This <laughs> guy already claimed Maurizio as a dependent. <laughs> I love the comments, man. <laughs> as Professor O so eloquently put it, Bosa versus a 104th ranked tackle. What could possibly go wrong? My thoughts on that would be. If we're talking about your 2020 tackle rankings, we're hoping that Terrence Steele is somehow, some way, a different tackle from that. And I'm not saying that he will be a capable player or a solid offensive tackle, but he, he might be better. And Kellen Moore might have learned from what happened last year versus the Browns, for example. And he might have learned that he needs to scheme his way into this football game, in my opinion. He needs to make it work, helping Terrence Steele with tight ends with Ezekiel Elliott, with play designs, and get Dak Prescott in a position to survive Joey Bosa. And I think they might get it. Things will go wrong, though, from time to time. But yeah, Demonte Cassie was added to the injured report. It remains to be seen whether he will play or not versus the Chargers. We have not really heard any official game status for Demonte Cassie, but it was a thigh injury for him, and now he is limited. 
So that means we could see a little bit of Malik Hooker as your starting free safety maybe on Sunday if Cassie is not ready to go. But Cassie might be ready to go though. Uh, we don't know yet. But still, the Cowboys are a little bit banged up at safety and I think that's been overlooked even before the Cassie injury. Donovan Wilson has not practiced throughout the entire week. He has yet to practice your starting strong safety. Darian Thompson got injured who led the team in special team snaps. So the worst case scenario might be for the Dallas Cowboys to have Jaron Kears and Malik Hooker lead the team in snaps at safety next Sunday. And that would be far from ideal. But on the other side, Malik Hooker is a starting caliber safety. He might not be full go ready because of the way he's been eased back into practice. But Hooker, a healthy Malik Hooker, is a starting free safety in the NFL. So things might not be as bad as they look over there. Uh, Derwin James was a full participant today on practice for the Chargers. We talked about his injury last night. However, he is trending upward on, as on Thursday, he was a full participant in Chargers practice. But there were three other players who have not practiced yet or did not practice on Thursday. We're talking about the safety Adderley, right tackle Bulaga, and cornerback Chris Harris. So the Chargers are as well, you know, dealing with their with their stuff, with their injury issues, not only the Dallas Cowboys. So maybe that's a little bit promising for Dallas, in my opinion, as we get ready for Sunday's game. I think I'm going to jail Eagle Sock in the grocery store right now. I'm in enemy territory, says TV Mac. I think I, I, I say you do it. I vote you do. Uh, Wilson has a groin issue, says Tommy. And the thing that concerns me the most about Wilson's growing issue is, a, is that it, it's an injury from training camp. So it looks like he actually aggravated it during the NFL kickoff. And it might be some, some somewhat of a lingering issue for Donovan Wilson. And he played well versus Tampa, which is a little bit more concerning. Because, yeah, Jaron Kears played well. Jason Kears played good football. And it was one of my bigger, uh, one of the biggest surprises for me in week one. But he is not at Donovan Wilson's level, in my opinion. It's hooker time, says Tommy. And actually, I was going to use hooker in the graphic. But then I said, you know what? I will use Malik's time instead. It's always time for a hooker. Free safety, that is, says Lunatic. Oh, man, the chat is on fire tonight, huh? But anyways, I think those are the most important Cowboys news. Of course, you already know about the other injuries. And the Dallas Cowboys will have to go and face the Chargers potentially without a lot of their starters from the kickoff. So that is not ideal. However, the Cowboys can still win this game. And in my opinion, the keys to the game for the Dallas Cowboys are quite a few. If Adderley plays from the Chargers, I think that's one guy the Cowboys need to target. Stay away from Derwin James as much as you can. Obviously, you won't all game. But Adderley was a little bit of a weak link in the Cowboys secondary, even versus Washington. And as we prepared for the 2021 NFL season, a lot of Chargers beat writers and analysts we're pointing out Adderley as one of those players that could actually end up defining how the unit performed in 2021. And I think that last Sunday, he was off to the wrong start. So that might be one player that the Cowboys target, be it through tight ends or be it through some wide receivers in certain matchups when the Sunday game rolls around. That's one of the keys to the game, in my opinion. But the most important one is... How will these two movements look? And number one, the number one movement is let Dak cook. 
Dak Prescott passed the ball in 82% of the early downs versus the Tampa Bay Bucks, and Justin Herbert passed the ball in 63% of the early downs versus Washington. So these two teams walked out on week one and were very pass-happy offenses, and they will need to stick to that game plan, in my opinion, for this football game because this is going to be an offensive shootout. I don't think that the Cowboys are going to be able to really put a lot of pressure on Justin Herbert. They are coming into this game very likely without Randy Gregory and definitely without Demarcus Lawrence, who was already put officially on injured reserve and who is expected to miss between six and eight weeks, according to the Cowboys coaching staff and according to multiple reports. So Justin Herbert will have time to pass the ball. And this offensive line looked very good, very strong versus Chase Junk, Monte Sweat, De'Ron Payne, and the Washington's defensive line. So it's, it's going to be a game in which it, it will come down to Dak Prescott versus Justin Herbert. Now, Dak Prescott, in my opinion, is clearly the best quarterback of the two. Let me just... Uh, Lucky user real quick over here on Facebook because the Facebook audience does not deserve to be spammed. So we have taken care of that Facebook audience. Anyways, uh, it's, it's going to be a Dak Prescott versus Justin Herbert battle. And I have talked about this a lot. The Chargers were very dependent on third down with the, with the Chargers, you know, offense last week versus Washington. So I think that's one of the keys you know, being a pass-happy offense and that success that each team will find on third down. Of course he is because he's the best quarterback in the league, says Ninja. I don't know. I'm not there yet, though. Amari got me 39 points and that got me 27, says Ninja. Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper had a great game versus the Bucs, and I expect him to again versus the Chargers. We were having trouble creating pressure with D-Law and Gregory, so now without both, I'm very worried, says Tommy. Now, if you want a little bit of good news, maybe, another of the Cowboys' keys to the game, in my opinion, will be how well they pressure from the right side of the offensive line. Because, listen, Rashawn Slater looked like a legit player. This was not a rookie showing up in his first game, and then we can expect some regression from him. I don't think that's the case, because what Rashawn Slater was doing well on that football field versus the Chargers was, uh, versus the Washington football team, excuse me, was your fundamental football. He looked balanced. He looked strong. His play strength was clearly there as well as his play speed as he was dealing with some tough situations from time to time and some uh, disadvantages that the Washington football team wanted him to put uh, at. But Rashawn Slater held his own. And I think that he will versus if he's put uh, across the line with Durant Armstrong or across Terrell Basham, I think Slater is winning those battles. On the right side of the Chargers offensive line, though, we're talking about a potentially injured Ryan Bulaga, who might be limited if he ends up playing on Sunday. But it's likely that he doesn't play. And in his play, he, we would be watching Storm Norton play at right tackle. Now, Herbert went... For most of the game versus Washington, he went unpressured. But there were two sacks, and both came from that side. One versus Bulaga, and one versus Norton. So if the Cowboys can generate pressure, in my opinion, it will be from that side of the offensive line. The question is, will it be Basham? Will it be Armstrong? Or will we see, as we speculated about last night, 
Michael Parsons in a pass rushing role because that that might be the Cowboys' fastest, quickest route into finding some sort of quarterback pressure in week two. I agree with Tommy. The Cowboys were not getting pressure even with Lawrence and even with Gregory. So without them, it will simply not be easy because the Cowboys do not have a set of defensive tackles that can generate pressure from the inside neither. So that is that, that is a bad spot to be in when you're facing a, a Chargers offensive line that looked as improved as they did versus Washington because this was not a, a good unit in 2020. In fact, there were some things. I, I, I was reading an article from, from the offseason, a preview article from Chilcopedia from The Athletic, and I got a little bit scared because of one paragraph. And this paragraph talked about the two keys for the Chargers to become a top 10 offense in the NFL this year. And those two were, number one, become a pass-heavy unit. Well, the Chargers look like a very pass-heavy unit versus Washington. And if we take a look at their offensive coordinator's history, they will remain a pass-heavy because when he was, when Joe Lombardi was the offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions, they were one of the most happy teams in the NFL. In fact, I think that they were the sixth most pass-happy team in the league. And keep in mind, when, we, when I say pass-happy, I mean your passing rate in early downs. That's what I mean when I say pass-happy. So just to be, to be clear in that aspect. However, they will remain... A, a, a unit that lets Justin Herbert cook, in my opinion. And then number two, it said, if this offensive line can get to, the, to a mediocre level of playing. And from what we saw versus the, versus the Washington football team, at least they are mediocre. And they are better than that, in my opinion. It will be stressful and a shootout, but I trust Dak more than the second-year quarterback Herbert. Dallas 38, Chargers 31, says Lunatic in the chat. And by the way, I think that with that, we can get into some bold predictions because I prepared some bold predictions for you. But before we do that, the final key to the game and the most important one, and I talked about this on, what was it, Tuesday night, if I'm not mistaken. But it's about Dak Prescott getting rid of the ball quickly and really just sticking with quick passes. The Chargers will play with split safeties most of the time because that's what Staley does, and that's what he did even when he was with the Rams. He used a split safeties look, so the deep passing will be complicated for the Dallas Cowboys when you keep in, when you keep in consideration that Derwin James is one of the safeties on the other side of the football. So it will be about these quick passes, in my opinion, for the Dallas Cowboys to keep their offense going. That's how I take a look at this game. Dak Prescott had the second lowest time to throw in the NFL in week one. And that was because the Cowboys were being very efficient when throwing the ball. And wide receivers were getting open quickly. I will say this. I'm not afraid of any cornerback really beating the Cowboys wide receivers. At least not Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb. Donovan Wilson might get uh, beat sometimes. Because uh, Cedric Wilson, excuse me, will get beat sometimes. But I don't expect Amari Cooper and, and, and CeeDee Lamb to be really limited. You're right. They're going to have to use Micah to try and create pressure. You can't let Herbert stand there without pressure all game. He will make us pay. And, that, and, 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 we're, and when we're talking about a shootout, if you give one quarterback six to eight seconds for a few plays in a game, 
that's when the games end up being decided, right? It feels like that, at least, in these kind of situations. Every game gets extremely harder to win with all these injuries. And while I, like, while I agree, excuse me, while I agree, it will get easier for the Dallas Cowboys, in my opinion. I'm not really scared about the Cowboys facing a top-tier defense in the NFL. I'm scared about facing the offenses that can, one way or another, keep up with our offense, with the Cowboys offense. That's what I'm afraid about in the Cowboys 2021 NFL season. And the Chargers fit into that kind of team. They have an offense that can keep up with this squad. But after the Chargers, I think that the schedule gets relatively easier for Dallas for a stretch. So let's hope that the team is able to take advantage of that. Red zone touchdowns, not field goals, David says. And I think that's another key to the game. Please just go for it. In my opinion, the Cowboys need to be way more aggressive. And there was a very interesting tweet not that long ago after week one ended that, and I'm, I'm not, I, don't, I don't really remember the exact numbers, but I'm going to try to really get to them as close as I can. This tweet came out after week one, and it was talking about the 32 NFL teams. And it said, Percentage of, uh, percentage of the time that teams went for it in fourth and short situations. And it was in week, com- comparing week one from the 2021 NFL season with week one of 2020 NFL season. And the numbers were like 14% last year of teams going for it in fourth and short situations and 30% this year in the same scenarios. So I think that the Cowboys have not really shifted towards being a more aggressive four-down team when they really should. And hey, Mike McCarthy arrived in Dallas talking about analytics and saying that he would add them to his coaching philosophy, and it turned out to be just a lie, it appears like, uh, sometimes with, with Mike McCarthy. And I'm, I'm not really against McCarthy still. I think that we don't know enough about him as a head coach yet in Dallas. I actually like the idea of keeping him around for a while, But I do think that he needs to be more aggressive in his decision-making, especially in the red zone, so so the Cowboys can stop being a team dependent on field goals, like David is saying in the chat. So, third and eight for the Giants, and it was a great stop by the Washington football team, turned out to be an interesting game so far. 7-7, in case you're not watching, under five minutes left in the second quarter. So, anyways... Bold predictions for tonight's game. And with that in the chat, please let me know what are your bold predictions your, or, or your one bold prediction between the Cowboys and the Chargers. And thank you, Little Natic, for your comment in the chat. Thank you. But drop your Cowboys-Chargers bold prediction. I think we all uh, need to get one at least. My number one bold prediction, and I think you will enjoy this. We have been thinking about... Turn Steel squaring off against Joey Bosa. And this is a bold one. I, I, I understand that. But I'm, I'm going to say it if, um, either way. Dak puts Bosa in the spin zone with his best Romo versus J.J. Watt impression. And, of course, connects in, it connects in the large, in the long touchdown bump. That is my number one bold prediction for this game versus the Chargers, in my opinion, That is possible. That is feasible. And it would be amazing to watch that after being concerned all week between Turnstile 
for the matchup between Terrence Steele and Joey Boza. That is my number one bold prediction. At number two, I have one team, whichever of the two, one team dropping a 40 burger. It, it, it really feels like that kind of a game. The total opened in 52 and a half, and then it was pushed up to 55 by the markets, by the betting markets. And I think that this has the potential to be a 60-point game. This has the potential to have two teams go beyond the 30-point mark and then just go from there, right? But my bold prediction will be one team dropping a 40-burger on the other. At number three, Michael Parsons, not only does he get a sack on Justin Herbert and generates pressure, but he gets a bold, a strip sack and gets a takeaway for the Dallas Cowboys in a key moment in the game. The Cowboys will need takeaways, but the only problem is that some of the players that generated those takeaways versus the Bucs will not be available for this game. At least the Marcus Lawrence won't be who first they fumble. And if the Monte Cass is not ready to go, then you have another player who forced a fumble who will not be on the field. And that really is quite unfortunate for the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas 34, Chargers 27, and that leads the boys on a game-winning drive. That is Tommy Bolt prediction, and Malik Hooker gets a pick. So that would be awesome to watch Hooker in his Cowboys debut get a pick. But okay, I think we have a good bold prediction here uh, from D-Town. He says, Gregory plays. How about that? If the Cowboys end up shocking us with Randy Gregory suiting up for Sunday, now, that would be a surprise, and I think that would be the bold prediction of the week. David says Cowboys 35, Chargers 31. Ninja says Randy ain't going to make it. He hasn't had a negative test yet. It looks, it looks like, the, like Randy Gregory is, as Mike McCarthy said about Zach Martin a week ago, as out as he could be on Thursday night. I, I mean, to me, it feels that way. Bosa doesn't re register a sack says Ninja. That would mean Terrence Steele has himself a game, and that is a good bold prediction as well, in my opinion. Defense plays better than predicted. Now, this sounds bold, and it is bold, but I think that David might be onto something here as well, because I, ha I know I have said this time and time again, but the thing is, it is true. Herbert was a 32nd ranked quarterback in EPA per play in first and second down. So, it might not only be that the Cowboys' defense plays better than predicted, it might be that the Chargers' offense does not live up to the hype. I think that that is possible. That That is possible for the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas' defense stops the Chargers from scoring a touchdown all game, and Ninja says, bold of the bold, and I agree. I, I think that there is bold, and, there, and then there is that, right? <laughs> but I, I love it. I love the optimism, though. So, before I leave you tonight... I will give you the betting the Cowboys segment, which is one bet to make in the Cowboys Chargers game. And we had an article last week about this, and it will be a weekly series both on the site and here on the show in ADC Sports Dallas primetime. We nailed the first pick. We went with the Cowboys team total over of 20 and a half. In my opinion, it was a very low the score that the market set for the Cowboys at 20 and a half versus the Bucks, And I thought that was a very good opportunity. So we jumped on that on the betting the Cowboys series of adcsports.com slash Dallas. So here is my bet to make 
for the Cowboys versus the Chargers game. And I know I'm cheating a little bit, but I don't care because last week I went with the Cowboys team total over. I think that the number is very low once again. So in my opinion, the bet to make on this team, on this game is again, the Cowboys team total over, which is at 25 and a half points minus 115. So it, it really, you're getting good odds on this and it's only 25 and a half. And if you take a look at the scoreboards that we have been watching in the chat, I think we can all agree that this is going to be a high-scoring game. I don't know that the Chargers are going to score seven points like Travis John is saying over at Facebook, but I appreciate, of course, Travis John's optimism. He's one of the most optimistic fans in the chat that we have here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Shout out, Travis. Uh, but I think that Betting this over is really the smartest play on this football game. Because you can play the, the entire over for the game, but then you're risking something like this. Like, I mean, I, I know that the Chargers will not score only seven points, but you're risking uh, at 55 points total. You're, you're taking a risk there if you take the entire over. Plus, the markets have already adjusted. It went from 52.5 to 55. Bold prediction, Legatron makes all his kicks says Tommy. I would be very happy about this bold prediction being true. Because I think that the best way for this to be true is if he only kicks extra points. And I know that he actually failed one of those last week. But let's just have Legatron kick extra points only and then go for it in the rest of the situations. If you follow me on Twitter, at MAUNFL, M-A-U-N-F-L, you will see my mandatory tweet on fourth and down. Most of the time, I just tweet out, go for it, because I am a strong believer in going for it. And I do believe that the numbers back it up strongly. So I hope that the Cowboys become a more aggressive team as the season goes on. However, I'm not getting my hopes up because that did not happen in 2020. Ryan says, injuries are, keeping, are creeping up on Osmo. Time for you to get in there at defensive end. I will. Again, I will be I will be rooting for this NFL team if they need me to. And I will line up offsides as well. Great content. Thank you, David. Thank you for being here in the chat. Steven Johnson says, Washington offense doesn't look too bad. Our D better be ready, says Steven Johnson. D-Town says, give it a three and a half points on my parlay card. Could happen. Could, could be a good play as well. Three and a half points feels like a, a lot in a shootout like this. But then again, in a shootout like this, you never know about those big plays which is why I stay away from those. But I like the points as well. If I were to take a side, I would lean towards taking the, the, the points. So I agree there. So I'm going to give you my game prediction and my scoreboard prediction, but I'm going to ask for yours as well. So let me know in the chat on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, what is your final scoreboard prediction for the Cowboys versus the Chargers. What is your final scoreboard prediction? And I'm going to give you mine, but we're going to do it differently here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm going to give you my blind recap of the game. So we will actually recap the Cowboys versus the Chargers game without having seen the matchup. And then on Sunday night or Monday morning, you can watch this again and see how wrong we were here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Or maybe 
house pod on, we were here on, on primetime, whichever you prefer. So here's my blind recap of the Cowboys versus the Chargers. In a very, very offensive shootout, Dak Prescott went 31 for 45 passing, completing 68% of his throws for 320 yards, two touchdowns via the passing game, and one more touchdown via the rushing attack. Herbert had a game on, on his own as well, going 27 for 39 with three touchdowns, but most importantly, one of the players of the game for the Cowboys was CeeDee Lamb as he bounced back from the drops, catching 9 out of 12 targets for 110 yards and 1 touchdown. However, Herbert had a clean pocket to work from most of the day and a couple of big plays make the difference on this one. As always, here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime, you know that my pick is always not, it, it, it never comes from the heart. It's always my objective opinion. I'm just a little bit scared about not generating any kind of pressure versus Justin Herbert. So I'm going to go with the Chargers with my pick. I will be rooting against my pick, believe me that. But I will take the Chargers on this one. The good news in my opinion is that the Dallas Cowboys schedule gets easier once the season Continues. I'm going to go with 33-30 Dallas. 30-21 says Alex in the chat. 37-12 says D-Town. He sees very few points being scored by the Chargers on this one. Tommy says 34-27. 30-28 Echo Delta. Ninja says 31-21. 31-30. And as you can see, we are all expecting high scoreboards. We are also expecting a high-scoring football game, and I think that that will be very fun. Now, even though that is my official prediction, as I have said throughout the entire show and throughout the entire week, the Cowboys are in a position to win this football game. It will be a shootout, and it will be one of those games that, in my opinion, becomes one of those in which, you know, it comes down to a few things. Number one, who has the ball last? Number two, who turns the ball less times? And who has less drive killers? And that is one of the things that I don't like about this one. I, I, I think that without any kind of QB pressure, the Chargers might be the team that avoids the mistakes from time to time. Even a sack, like the one, one of the few bad plays that Dak Prescott had versus the Bucs. And I strongly believe that that was one of his best games in his career. But one of those, one of those moments in which he, he had a bad moment and that is allowed was that sack in which he rolled out of the pocket. He took a little bit uh, uh, a little bit of a long time getting rid of the ball. He was sacked, and it was a drive killer. If you don't generate any kind of QB pressure, you might not have a lot of those drive killers. And Joey Bosa might force a holding onto and seal. He might get to Dak Prescott and then get one sack or two sacks. Derwin James is a threat as well in the passing game. I'm going to go with the Chargers by, by a, a very small lean, however. And I think that the Cowboys can actually end up winning this football game. But believe me, I, I will be rooting against my pick when the game starts. Chris Wood says in the chat, coaching matters this game. And I agree. This will be a lot about the biggest key of the game will probably be Kellen Moore nailing his game plan. I, I think that will be 
one of the cases. So the Giants in Washington are, are about to go to the halftime show. <laughs> I mean, there's no halftime show for this game, of course. But someone said that the Washington football team's offense is looking better than we anticipated. And listen, Taylor Haneke is one of those guys that gives it his all. I'm, I'm not sure how good he is. I'm not sure about that. But he gives it his all, and he's a fun quarterback to watch. But anyways, that is my final score prediction for the Cowboys versus the Chargers. I see a similar game plan this week with Sick, but for a different reason. Our O-line situation means more work for Sick, says Aaron. And I think that it will be a similar game plan as well because I think that the Cowboys will need to stick to a being a pass-happy offense in, in the in, on the field, on offense versus the Chargers. Here's one stat that just really makes me lean toward the Chargers. Justin Herbert was pressured 12% of the time of his dropbacks versus one of the best defensive fronts in the NFL, which is Washington's. Only 12%. That was the lowest grade in the entire NFL. And from the Cowboys, the only guy that was able to generate more than three pressures, it was Demarcus Lawrence with five, and he's gone now. Randy Gregory had three, also gone. Bronx Armstrong had three. He will be your starter now. And then Michael Parsons also had three QB pressures. I just think that Herbert will have a little bit more time and will be able to make some big plays. Anyways, that is it for me tonight. Please hit the like button if you are enjoying ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Of course, make sure you share the show if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. I will see you all Sunday night after the Cowboys game. Of course, Sky and Jesse Holly will be live from Texas Live for the pregame, the half game, and the postgame show. And then later, when we have all calmed down a little bit, be it for the Cowboys win or for the Cowboys loss, we will be here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime at 8 p.m. Central Time on Sunday. Make sure you like the show, you share it. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do so at NFL. That's M-A-U-N-F-L. Enjoy your Thursday night. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the second half of Thursday Night Football because it's an NFC East showdown. And we are learning from these two teams. It's 10-13 Washington. It's going to be a W. And says Ninja, Stevie Mac about to hit the road. I'll see you tomorrow with Sky. And Travis says, let's go Cowboys. Let's do this. Thank you all. Enjoy your Thursday night. Enjoy your weekend. I will see you all Sunday.